0: Welcome back to our study in the book of John. We are taking a few weeks on John chapter 15 because it is so pivotal to understanding what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Uh, We talk about here at Palmetto Shores our definition of a disciple, someone who knows Jesus, someone who's being transformed by Jesus, and someone who's on mission with Jesus. And John chapter 15 uh, might be one of the most important chapters in all the Bible, of understanding all, each of those three components, knowing Jesus, being transformed by Jesus, and being on mission with Jesus, and our passage for today, john fifteen twelve through seventeen uh, is no different um, if, if you'll remember where we are in the in the greater picture of the book of John is is this is one long discussion between Jesus and his disciples at the Last Supper. Uh, you'll notice that for pages and upon pages through this section, from really from chapter 13 through the end of chapter 17. If you do have a red letter Bible, you'll notice that it's there's lots and lots of red letters. And uh, John, the, the apostle John here, who wrote this letter, or who wrote this gospel, is really giving us an inside look at how Jesus cared for and loved his disciples to the very end, And so we're going to read John 15, verses 12 to 17, and then just make a few brief comments. John 15, starting in verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. So all throughout uh, this book of John, uh, we heard Jesus telling his disciples to love one another, to love one another, to love one another. We've heard it over and over and over again. And here in this passage, Jesus frames the love that we are supposed to have for one another in the same way that he has loved us. He very clearly says it, that We should love one another as Jesus has loved us. And then notice that it's not just that Jesus is saying, oh, because I've loved you, you should love each other. But Jesus even defines love. And this is so important. You know, in our day, uh, it's going to be hard pressed to find anybody in our world, uh, at least in our corner of the world, who doesn't say that you should love, who doesn't say that you should love someone else. But... Then we ask the question, what is your definition of love? And that's where we quickly go in different directions. And so it's important to see that Jesus isn't just saying, hey, you know, whatever you think it means to love, you know, I want you to do that. In verse 13, Jesus very specifically says that what the kind of love he's talking about is that someone would lay down their life for their friends, And so Jesus is defining love while he's also commanding us to love. And then it's just, this is such a precious passage because here in this section, Jesus tells his disciples that they are his friends. I mean, Jesus is eternal God. He is very God of very God. He was the eternal son who uh, took on flesh and, and took humanity to himself and became a man But when Jesus became a man, he did not stop being God. He is just as much full and filled with the divine nature as he has always been from eternity. And so for Jesus as God to look at these people, these people who had at one time sinned against him, who had rebelled against him, who in all reality had to be redeemed through his own death. But instead of looking down on them, instead of, you know, mocking them and belittling them, even though he had to go to such great lengths to save them, Jesus calls them friends. And that means that in our relationship with Jesus, it is right to have a certain reverence for him. It is right that we worship him. It is right that we submit with humility to him. But what we can know is that when we Come to Jesus. When we surrender to Jesus, when we rest and receive uh, Jesus, we rest in and receive Jesus. We are being invited in to friendship with Jesus. And then in verse sixteen, we get a clear statement from Jesus about election. Jesus chose his disciples, and he even he says it in the opposite. He says, "You did not choose me." But I chose you. Here at Palmetto Shores Church, we celebrate the fact that God chooses us, that we would never have chosen him, that because of our sin and because of our brokenness, we had been making wrong choices our whole life in ourselves, outside of the grace of God. We would always choose the wrong thing. And that's why it's such a great wonderful message of grace that God, uh, that Jesus chooses us and he changes our hearts so that we will then choose him in return. And then uh, the last thing I just want to point out is this statement in verse 16, where Jesus says that your fruit should abide. I mean, isn't this something that we all want to know that our life actually meant something? to know that the way we lived and to know that the things that we did, that they're not just gonna be erased forever and forgotten and uh, totally left in obscurity. Isn't it something that we desire to have a lasting impact, to have a legacy? Well, what Jesus is saying is that when he chooses us, he not only chooses us to be his friends, but he also chooses us so that His fruit, as we talked about last week in John 15, as we abide in Him, that His fruit would come out through our lives. And the fruit that comes out in our lives once we are united to Jesus and walking in communion with Jesus is a fruit that has eternal impact, is a fruit that echoes into eternity. Our legacy can actually be not only lasting, but eternal because it is Christ himself who is working in and through our lives. I hope you guys have a great discussion and enjoy learning more about what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus.